Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Life's uncertain journey. Hello and welcome to Life's Uncertain Journey blog talk radio broadcast live. This is a live and interaction Christian broadcast that engages our listeners in conversations about the gospel of Jesus Christ, discipleship, spiritual growth, and how to overcome the enemies of our souls. Each week, we meet around topics inspired, I'm sorry, by the Holy Spirit that help all of us to develop a deeper relationship with the Father and establish fervent and persistent pursuit of the victory Jesus Christ died Amen. to give us because it belongs to us. He gave it to us. Yes, he did. <laughs> We're also hard-pressed to encourage, build up, and inspire those who are hurting and broken. Those that think there is no hope for the situations they're in, and we have the evidence that there is hope and a remedy for them, and his name is Jesus. Praise Jesus. Amen. I'm your co-host, Alicia Lockhart. And our founder and host, Nadine Davis, is here with me. Amen. And so tonight, prayer, like we always do, and we ask Nadine's husband, John Davis, to pray over the broadcast. Together, they see Charlotte Christian Fellowship, which is the outreach ministry commissioned to share the gospel and make disciples. So my brother John, are you with us? I'm with you, sis. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Amen. Well, Father, again, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to even uh, speak to you, Lord. The listeners hear me speak to you, Lord, for they can understand the Father in heaven that's talking to you. We don't have to have a glorious speech or some type of uh, uh, some fantastic way to talk to you, but you are real. You are our Father. And as a son, to talk to his father, I ask you, the Father Heaven, to help us tonight. That you open our mm-hmm. hearts and our minds. That you uh, clear the airways. That you, uh, you know, protect the protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger as we listen. That we would grow in the wisdom and knowledge of you, the dear Father in Heaven. Yes. That uh, we, we know the enemy is always trying to disrupt things, and we know the weather and stuff is acting up today. But we know that you're more than enough, Lord. We know the Father Heaven that. Uh, whatever comes through, you allow it to come through. Whatever doesn't come through, you don't let it come through. You in charge of everything. So, Father, have we rest in the knowledge and the wisdom that you are in charge. We just ask you, to Father, have let the words that come forth tonight, that uh, we would hear the Father, have be able to advance your kingdom, and that we, uh, we yes. represent you. We would represent you, Lord, in everything that we say and do. But dear Father in heaven, as we talk with you, Lord, and pray with you and have a conversation with each other, Lord, that the love would grow for one another and that we would grow in love, that the love that we have for one another, Lord, will give you God glory and honor, Lord, and that people will see that and want to know you because of the love we have for one another. Yeah. And that the conversation we have, Lord, that they will uh, begin to know that they can talk to you also, Lord, that you are real, that you answer prayers, and that dear Father in oh, heaven, that you want us to have a relationship with you. So, Father, we give you all the honor and the glory. We give you this time to, Father, all the time is yours. But we dedicate this time to you, Lord, that you, Father, heaven, would have your way, that you would uh, uh, give us the conversation that we need to speak, the, the, the words that we need to say that people would hear, and that it would grow in the wisdom and knowledge of you. And we ask all of these things, Father, in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much, sweetheart, and thank you so very much, Alicia. You know I love you, girl. Yeah, you know, I love you more. You're such an inspiration to me. I was uh, just telling Alicia a few minutes ago that uh, I'm so had to have, so glad to have her beside me. Her youthfulness, her vitality, her her whole aura of um, you know just liveliness 
uh, is an encouragement for me. I'm 70 years old, praise God. He's allowed me to hang around on this, this planet this long. And um, oftentimes I, uh, you know, I don't have that effervescence that she has, but, but it's all right. I got Jesus, and that's enough. Amen. And we are blessed to have you, Nadine. Oh, bless you. Thank you, darling. Thank you so very much. So um, I just want to thank everyone for uh, joining us uh, on the broadcast today. Of course, we're live on Facebook, and we're also uh, broadcasting live at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Life's Uncertain Journey. For those of you that just would like to listen to the broadcast, you can go there and listen. And if you do get to go there, would you please hit the like button uh, just so that our um, uh, uh, those who manage the the interface that we use um, can see that there are people that are still interested in the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people on that network. A lot of it is um, a lot of worldly stuff, but there are people that are seeking Jesus, and that's why we're on here. Uh, we want to be able to proclaim the gospel and let people know that God is real. And so that's why we're on the airwaves. Um, I got up enough heart to try to go on Facebook with this, and so um, um, it's all to the glory of God. And I'm just praying that there will be those who will hear uh, our message and our conversations and their hearts would be uh, pricked to know more about this wonderful king of glory that I serve, this savior that we so uh, are hard-pressed to know better and better every single day. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Alicia, for, for opening us up tonight. Um, I'd also like to let you guys know that my husband also hosts a, uh, a live uh, radio broadcast on Wednesdays. It's called New Beginnings. And uh, he and his co-host, Booker Alexander, um, they're going through a chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Genesis. I think they're almost getting to the end, but it has really been so very rewarding, uh, very uh, uh, much revelation that's coming out of uh, what they've been teaching and what they've been discovering. So if you have any interest to join them on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m., their dial-in number is 657-383-1624. And you can just dial in, and they will be more than happy to receive you. Again, that number is 657-383-1624. I'd also like to invite you to uh, visit our website. We do have one. It's lifeuncertainjourney.org, of course, the www. Um, you can go there just to learn a little bit more about the ministry and uh, what God has been doing. Um, also, you can um, access the radio broadcast on the website as well if you'd like to do that. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these different venues that um, I, I desire to use for the glory of God. Um, I don't have um, a lot of... Uh, personal things that I, I, I would share, except those things that are relative to our times. Beloved, we are in troubled times today, and I just don't believe there's a lot of time to be fiddling around. Uh, we need to make certain that uh, we know that when Jesus shows up, we're going with him. And so I'm hard-pressed to encourage people to uh, follow hard after God, seek him out, he said, if you seek me out with all your heart, I'll be found by you. So it's not even a question that you won't find him. You will find him uh, if you seek him out. And, and my, uh, my heart's desire is that you do that. Don't take my word for nothing. Uh, you can always pick up a Bible. Uh, I know I always love that passage of Scripture that said that they uh, who lived in Thessalonica were, were more noble that they didn't just listen to what Paul had to say. They searched the scripture themselves to see if what was being said was true. And I encourage you to do the same. You know, Absolutely. we live in an age of great deception right now. So people are saying a lot of things that don't necessarily line up to the truth. And there are people who take blocks of scripture and try to build a, 
whole new doctrine out of it. But I'm telling you, you need to be very careful uh, about that because uh, as we're going to learn uh, as we go on into our conversation today, that Jesus warned, we're, we're living in that day and that time when the deception is going to be so powerful that it can even fool the people of God. So we need to be mindful of, mindful of that. So um, uh, what I want to do, um, oh, also I just wanted to let you know that um, I did write a book, Life's Uncertain Journey, One Woman's Battle for Her Sanity, Her Marriage, and Her Family, believe it or not, is the baby that was born from that, that book. Um, it was upon my obedience to write the book that uh, God blessed me with uh, some doors that were open to me to be able to not only share my story, but to also share the gospel. Um, my husband and I, um, we really needed Jesus in our lives. We were two very crazy people that wound up marrying each other, you know, for all the wrong reasons and got caught up in all kinds of vices and situations that were very wicked and ungodly. Uh, But as I tell people, um, I had a praying mother who taught me about Jesus when I was little um, and prayed for me. She prayed for me and my siblings. And today I am in the kingdom because of my mother's prayers for me. And my mother never lived to see me saved. She never lived to see me and my brothers and sisters uh, giving our lives to Christ. But, beloved, my message to you is this. In spite of the fact that my mom died when I was a very young, young, girl, young girl and a child and uh, never got to see me saved, do you know that her death did not stop God from answering her prayers? And I like to say that, especially to mothers who've got troubled children. Do you know that God said that your child is holy? I mean, that's not me saying it. It's over there in 1 Corinthians 7. He said, because of your relationship with God, your children are holy. And when I was trying to discover what that meant, I learned that holy things are for God to deal with because we're not holy. We know God says we're holy because he is holy, telling you. There's only one who is holy, and that is the Father. And believe me, he knows how to handle our babies. He knows how to watch out for them. He knows how to keep them, protect them. And so even all through my um, younger days when my kids were uh, very young, after I gave my life life to Christ, um, I didn't worry about about them. I knew that they would have uh, struggles and issues in their lives, but I commended them to God because I had already seen God answered my mother's prayer for me, and she wasn't even alive. Went past the grave, death, nothing could stop uh, God from answering my mother's prayer. So if I prayed for my children, if I commended my children to God, I believe he would take care of them just like he took care of me. And, and he did. He did. And I thank God today that in spite of the struggles that, um, I endured as a young woman, and my kids were in the middle of it. I mean, they saw some things that they never should have had to see, stuff that would have caused some children to have psychiatric issues. But listen, God protected my babies. He kept them. And now I have, you know, strong men of, men of faith, men who uh, who are strong and and determined in their, in, in their lives, successful with their lives, and my I have a beautiful, beautiful daughter. Um, These precious gems that God gave me um, is one of the reasons why I fight so hard to share this gospel with people. I tell you this because do you know that Satan tried to trick me out of my life? You know, he tried to convince me that I had no reason to live. And I attempted suicide. I tried to slip my wrist. I still got the marks on my wrist today. I walked out into uh, mid uh, into uh, rush hour traffic, took a whole bottle of Darvon, been in a psychiatric institution, you know, separated from my kids, you know, 
wondering if I would ever get reunited with them because I was, I was, I was crazy. Mm-hmm. You were godless. That's right. I was godless. But God, um, who knew and who had already determined that my mama's prayer was, prayers were going to be answered, he would not let the enemy take me out. No matter how hard I tried to do what the enemy told me to do, God was there protecting me. And so I'm here today because I want to share that with everybody, everybody who thinks that there's no hope, because that's where I felt. I felt it was hopeless. There was no way out of the situation that I was in. Didn't want to go through it anymore. So Satan said, you know what, why don't you just check out? Don't nobody love you? No way. But I tell you this, this I'm so glad that God had mercy on me um, because he came after me, and I am uh, so very grateful for it. So what that does, because of what God did for me, I want to be able to share this wonderful testimony of the power of God, the love of God that is available to anyone that will receive it. And that's why we're on this, uh, on the broadcast, uh, doing the broadcast on the radio and now on Facebook and however else God would open doors for us to be able to share our testimony. Uh, and like I said, you can get the, uh, my book on my website. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. But it basically is a, is a story of how um, God was able to take me and my husband from a place of desperation and turn our lives right side up, give us a testimony and a desire to serve him. So I'm so grateful to God for that. So uh, what I want to do is um, give you some broadcast instructions. For those of you who are watching on Facebook, this wouldn't apply to you. But to those that are on, um, that are listening via the uh, broadcast line, uh, you need to know that once I open up our mic so that we can have our conversation, um, you're going to need to mute your phone. Now, if you're on a cell phone, you probably have a mute button that you can just select. And for those who don't have that feature on your phone, just hit star six, and that will mute your phone. That way, if you're outside or the kids are playing or the dogs are barking, we won't have any interruption uh, in our broadcast sound, and we can have a nice, smooth um and clear uh, broadcast stream. Um, also, I wanted to ask uh, to let you know that this is a live and interactive Christian broadcast. Mm-hmm. So what that means is we can all participate. So those of you who are on the broadcast and who uh, are, are are coming through our, our live broadcast, we can hear you. If God deposits uh, a revelation for you to share, by all means, please feel free to do that. Uh, share it with us because, like I say, uh, this broadcast is designed to share the gospel. And believe me, there are people that are listening to this broadcast that's right now being heard in every state in the United States and in five foreign countries, okay? So something you say, believe it or not, can be heard in those countries or in another state, and somebody could be encouraged or built up by by whatever God deposits in your heart. So don't be shy. By all means, please feel free to share. And also, you don't have to give your name if you don't want to. If you want to, you can. But if you don't uh, want to, you do not have to do that. But um, like I said, it is live and interaction. And Alicia and I don't have all the answers. We know that the Holy Spirit resides in us, and he's the one who provides the answers. So um, please feel free to do that. Also, remember, if you do want to speak, uh, you got to hit the start button again or unmute yourself, otherwise we won't be able to hear what you're saying. So we, we're just so grateful. I see we have quite a few callers on our broadcast tonight, praise God. And so we want to go ahead and get started with our discussion. But what I'm going to do is before I get started, I'm going to turn it over to Alicia because um, she's always had some very good uh, feedback and uh, uh, questions and things like that as, as it related to what we've been talking about. And for those of you who don't know what we've been talking about, uh, we uh, are coming from the scripture in Revelations. It talks about the bride must get herself ready. You know, are we ready? Uh, there, there's enough going on around us to, to inform us that something's up. And my, my understanding of all, of, I, all that I see going on is that uh, our Savior is about to show up. And the question I'm asking tonight is, are we ready? Alicia? Are we ready? 
And, you know, the way my mind works is I hear, listen, process, and then I, I process it for myself, but I always think of what it sounds like and look at other perspectives. I just mm-hmm. do it automatic. That's the way God built me. Mm-hmm. And so as we have our conversations and, you know, Nadine is so seasoned and and um, she calls her, she's a self, uh, call, uh, what do you call it, Nadine, a corner preacher, what do you call it? <laughs> corner preacher. <laughs> Corner preacher, yeah, it's all inner, so it just comes out so naturally. And sometimes, you know, we have different levels of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when I when I'm a part of it, I, she said earlier, we don't have all the answers. I certainly don't. Um, I thank God for the seventy year old. She keeps claiming to be that is is better than me with technology, and and you know, God is using her in all these ways. So I, I'm thankful that you're here. But as we talk about, are we ready? And so the question comes, you know, well, what is it? What does it look like to be ready or to get ready? How do we know whether we're ready? You know, somebody might be. I'm trying. And so the first thing that comes to mind for me is to read the Bible. That's always first, mm-hmm. because if we don't know it's that's word, a good place to start. <laughs> Let me just throw that out and, you know, for the listeners, are you ready? Do you think you're ready? Or if not, why not? How do we get ready? What does it look like to be ready and know you're ready? A real life now time assurance that you're ready to be with the Father. What does that look like? Amen. Anybody? I told y'all we ain't got all the answers. (laughs) Please feel free to share or interject if you like. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, correct or, or, you know, there's, you know, you heard there's no wrong question or stupid question or anything. I mean, and it may not um, be exactly related to that question. You might think, well, that's not what she said. If you have, if you feel a prompting to say something, to share. bring it. And let's talk about it. Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad I, you I said say... it don't have to be correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I think, when I think, of, that's a really good question. It's, it's a deep question. When I think about, am I ready? The flesh says yes. Uh, everything else in me says no, and for different reasons. Um, one of the reasons is. Uh, um, I'm sure I haven't finished whatever God has for me to do. Um, haven't haven't uh, stepped out on faith when He said do this, that, and the other. I haven't always done that, so it's almost like in my head I got to catch up or something. Um, unsaved loved ones, I'm still praying for them, but I know they, you know, Nadine even said that uh, even after her mom was gone, God still answered her prayer. So, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm betwixt and between. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. said, I, I didn't have to be right. <laughs> right. Oh, no. But you don't have to be right, but but you can be real, you know, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, right. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's right, because the the reality of it all is that we are we are still struggling with some things. I mean, like I said, we read the scriptures, we hear preachers uh, tell, you know, that are preaching and different uh, things that we read. And then, you know, we don't necessarily understand most of it. You know, I don't, you know. But I do know that there is, uh, there are answers in God's word for us. And even if we don't understand how it's being explained, even from the scriptures, you know, just wait. I promise you, God will reveal what he's trying to say. Because believe me, there's no way that God would leave us a word that we couldn't comprehend or that we couldn't actually uh, walk out. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is vitally necessary to every born-again believer. Uh, for those of you that may have seen the, um, the Facebook ad, it shows you the five wise version and the five foolish versions. Uh, it said, don't be caught oil in your lamp. Well, that oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit because because of the times in which we live, because there's so much deceit and lies and false wonders and all these other kind of things 
that the scriptures tell us about, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to kind of uh, reveal the truth to you. Of course, we have the word of God, which helps us to have a, a, a sense of discernment between good and evil and things like that. Then the, the Lord also uh, gives us, uh, sometimes he extends the gift of discerning of spirits, you know, that works as the Holy Spirit um, d- determines. But you cannot be a born-again believer and not have received the Holy Spirit. And I had somebody ask me, well, how do you, how do you know if you have the Holy Spirit? And so um, I, Alicia and I, as a matter of fact, we were talking about this yesterday. And mm-hmm. um, I don't have a hard and fast answer. There are descriptors in the, script, in the scriptures that give you examples uh, of what happened to people when uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, deposited, was deposited in them. There were those that spoke in other languages. There were those who actually start preaching the word of God, uh, you know. And then there, there were others that, you know, there was just, the Bible just said they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But what helped me to know that the Holy Spirit was working in my life, the woman who taught me, um, Bishop and Betty Peebles at the uh, Jericho City of Praise years and years ago, uh, that, that was my uh, birth church. In other words, when I first came to faith in Jesus Christ, he sent me there. And uh, um, Pastor Betty had a strong uh, teaching in faith. And that was, I think, one of the strongest uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit that I think uh, God deposited in my life as a result of her uh, praying with me, laying hands on me. But she was the one that would recognize the work of the Holy Spirit because she was, she was watching me. And I, I think saying the other day that she remembers, you know, some time ago when, you know, in our walk that I was able to encourage her about confirming that the Holy Spirit was working in her and the gifts that, that were very obvious, gifts that she's, uh, she uses today. I mean, that, that is a blessing to many people. But that's why discipleship is so important. You know, for whatever reason, we think that we're supposed to walk this walk out alone, but we wound up stunting our own growth because God intended for that. He says two is always better than one. You know, so who's walking with you? Are you, you know, uh, Scripture also says that when we measure ourselves by ourselves, that's not wise. If we're using our own selves to, to, to govern our growth or, or our needs or, or, or those kinds of things, then the Scripture says that's not wise. That's not the way it's supposed to be. But Jesus called for discipleship <clears throat> as a mandate. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a mandate that there be discipleship going on. As a matter of fact, in most churches, when you get saved, they want you to get the right hand of fellowship, get your get your tithing envelope, and sign your place in the pew. But listen, that's not what Jesus died for. That's not the end of the story. There are churches that know the importance of discipleship, and they make certain that you're committed and understand that when you said yes to Jesus, you said yes to a discipleship relationship. And they will often assign you someone or, or, or to have you connected to a life group or something uh, where you can be uh, taught and, and all that Jesus taught. There are those of us that have gone a little bit further than others. You know, we don't know it all, but we're, we're learning as we go. And the Holy Spirit is providing that. But uh, without that relationship, that discipleship relationship, it's almost like a hit and miss thing. Something happens, and you determine in your own mind, well, that must be the Holy Spirit. But there's no witness. There's no witness. There's always, there's all, the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So it's always good to have uh, a discipleship relationship with someone who can help uh, guide you and help you discover those things. And so just, just um, piggybacking on some of the what you said, um, relationship. 
is mm-hmm. a big word that, you know, that stands out in, in, in your um, explanation just now. You know, God, that's, that's what it's about. God wants a relationship with us. That's right. And we have to have relationship with one another. That's, that's right. the plan. That's the and plan. And so I always tell people there's, you know, sometimes, you know, we hear independent. I'm independent. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you can't do nothing yourself. <laughs> and then there's you hear um, people are sometimes overly dependent on uh, a relationship. I don't know right. what the relationship. Maybe they're pastor. You know, they 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 just every word out of his mouth without picking up the the, the Bible for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or maybe um, you know a, a boss or a friend, somebody you just totally dependent on. Mm-hmm. But what God wants us to be how he made us is interdependent. Amen. Very good. We are relational beings. We are one another. Okay. It's just like that scripture that says, "Can I tell the ear that we don't need you? Because you know, where would you be? Where would sight be? Or where would would um your hearing be if you're not dependent? So as it is with the body of Christ, everybody has a a part to play, and so that that's one thing that I would say. But the other part that um, when I was listening, Nadine is we go back to the original question, are we ready? How do we know? And Nadine did a wonderful job telling us that, you know, ask somebody, grow with somebody, you know, let somebody help and help somebody, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, what came to my mind also is we, she said, you know, she ain't got no hard and fast rule, but I tell you something. When you accept Christ as your Savior and you come into the fold, if one one way is one the biggest thing that I believe, and please correct me, I know you will. If if, if there's uh, anybody, not just Nadine, or have a question or whatever, is the condition of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's the condition of your heart as to whether the Holy Spirit is present or not. Mm-hmm. Are you do you do you have a heart for God? Do you have a heart for the things of God? Do you have a heart for the people of God? Are you serving him? If, even if you mess up or think you do, where's your intent? Where's your focus? Is it a selfish focus? A me, me, me? Mm-hmm. Or are you open and willing to serve someone else and help someone else? Um, like Nadine said, the right hand of fellowship, the hand to serve. Are you a willing vessel where God could use you and move through um, to to, to um, uh, stir up the gift and, and let you go in the purpose in which he created you so that you can bring forth his perfect plan? We don't know the things of Christ, not everything. Mm-hmm. So we may not ever feel certain, but the, 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 the litmus test that you can give yourself is what's the condition of my heart? Mm-hmm. What's the motive of your heart? Absolutely. What's the motive? What am I trying to get out of this, you know, thing? So if you have, if you ready your heart, then you probably won't be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not only that, and not only that, but know this, when you have uh, decided that you need Jesus, okay, you don't come with a full blown knowledge of what even what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if a there is something in your heart that has convinced you that you need Jesus, mm-hmm. and I want to tell you what that is. That is Jesus. Amen. Everybody that comes to Him, He tells you, "My Father draws them." Hey, you see, so God is always the sovereign one. He is the one that is orchestrating everything. So when you have that desire in your heart, that's why the Bible says you can't even boast about your salvation. You can't do it because it's a gift from God. But the point that you you must know that when he starts to draw you, when he starts revealing to you your need for Christ, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But I promise you, I promise you, if your heart is sincere about longing for Jesus, wanting him to change your life, you will not be disappointed Amen. because it is God that does the work in you. You cannot change yourself. Let's just settle that right now. I don't care how many 
Bible studies you go to. I don't care how many devotions you read three, four times a day. Listen, all of that is not the litmus test that you're looking for. When you have yielded your life to God, you know. The people around you know something's different about you. I mean, when I first got saved, I mean, when I told when I say I was a wicked woman, I mean I was wicked. Okay, I don't even want to tell you some of the stuff that I did, but I'm telling you this much: the people who knew me as a wicked woman knew that when Jesus had showed up in my life, something happened to me. They knew it, and they would say. You know, Nadine, what's going on with you? You know, what's happening with you? You look different. Even Some people even say, you have a glow. People who did not even, who I didn't even know, go into a grocery store, and the Lord would have someone waiting for me that would look at me and say to me, you know what? I can see Jesus all over you, you know? And you don't know what that did for my heart. God had that woman waiting there for me. I don't know her from Adam. But God wanted to confirm for me, I'm with you, girlfriend. I'm with you. And he will do the same for you. He will provide that witness, that evidence, other than yourself, firm to you that I'm with you, and you'll know it. Amen. And that's just a wonderful assurance. When you were speaking then, I thought about um, working versus you can't, you know, when you started saying you can't work your way, you can't yeah. uh, do devotions. You can't. And if you remember, um, was it Mary who was running around and yeah. cooking this yeah. thing? And why mm-hmm. you let her just sit there? <laughs> Tell her to get up and help yep. me. Well, she said she chose the, 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 the smarter thing or the best thing. Because yeah. you run around here working, ain't paying me no mind. I'm right here. I'm what you need. All mm-hmm. of that extra stuff is. Not what you need to be focusing on. Focus on me. That's that's yeah. how I hear that, and that's what I just heard you say. Basically, you can't busy yourself um, because I go to Bible study and I go to church. I don't miss a Sunday, and I got this regimen right. of reading and all of that. No, you have to bask in His presence, and yeah. you have to open up your heart and yourself so He can come in. That's and right. Then you can be led. Because I assure you, you can't do nothing without Him. And mm-hmm. so when you acknowledge that and you give him the, the, the take the wheel, the driver's seat, and you come along as a passenger, you're going to get to your destination the right way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let me clarify something, because I don't want to mislead anyone to think that Bible studies and devotionals are not good. They are wonderful. They are absolutely really necessary as a part of your spiritual growth and develop, development. But if you're depending on those things, then, you know, you're kind of getting a little off focus because the work that's going to be done in you is going to be done by the Spirit of God. He's the one that's going to change and transform you into the image of Christ. And it's a, it won't happen overnight. It takes time. And you, like I said, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you need to give yourself room to make mistakes, you know, and don't beat up on yourself. That's because right. God has even promised. He says, look, every, he says, a righteous man falls seven times, but I'll pick him up every time. Every, every single time. So God's got you covered, and he's already taken you from this point of your uh, c- confession of faith in the lordship of Jesus Christ. Lordship means that he's the one in charge of your life now, not you. That that once that has been made, you get, you get put into the body of Christ. It's a safe place. That's where you start to live. That's where you start to move and have your being in him. You see, and in a myriad of scriptures that talk about in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, that's where God puts you. It's a safe place, and he covers you, protects you, provides for you, all those things. We talked a little bit about that next week, but I don't want to get too far away from our topic tonight, and I think I heard somebody trying to say something, so I'm going to uh, give you an opportunity, someone who, who wanted to speak, please take that opportunity now so that we can at least get into some of these scriptures uh, about getting ready. Anyone? Hey, Nadine. It's, it's Cheryl. It's Cheryl Baker. Hi, I just Cheryl. Wanted to, how you doing tonight? I just wanted to add to, I think, what um, Alyssa was saying about working. Mm-hmm. And um, it brought me to um, Philippians 2, is it 12? Yeah, I've got my glasses here. 
So it says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I know there's, um, we talked about busy work, right? But then there's that, mm-hmm. there's, there is that serious work that you have to do. And, I, you know, I think that um, it's a process. And so you're studying God's word, you're doing the Bible studies, you are reading his word on your own, you're praying diligently, you are monitoring your behavior and, and adjusting it accordingly so it aligns with him and his spirit. So, um, and that takes work, you know, that, that, that is um, t- time that you need to reflect on yourself and, and, and identify some things, and it a, a, can be a long process. And then the, God will test you to see, okay, well, have you grown in this area? And, and then you go back to the, don't give up. You've got to keep working at it. Because some things don't come natural to us because of our sinful nature, right? So we really have to um, work on that uh, transformation by reading God's word, but also be making a, being intentional of what we've read and applying it and really trying to uh, turn from that, those, those old ways to ways that please him. So I just wanted exactly. to add to that as far as Yeah, a, turn, a turning has to take place, and that's something that we have to do. Um, and all of those things that God has provided for us uh, to help um, inform us, to help direct us, the Bible says that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. It takes you somewhere. It also says that the, the, the word of God is alive, it's living. It's not just words on a page. It's more than that. It has a power of its own. And in order for you to get that word in you, guess what? You got to read it. You know. So that that if if you want to call that work, um, you know, you can. But it's almost as if it, 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 I think Second Peter put it this way. He says, as a newborn babe, you've got a desire to sincere milk of the word. You know, there, there's got to be like Alicia was talking before the right kind of motivation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that that that's where that's where the, the, the fruit really is can be abundant. Because if I long after him, the first commandment, love the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul and mind. If you love somebody and I have said this before, most women know when they go after a man, look, they go hard. Okay, and when they get him they're gonna give him the credit card. I mean they wanna know where they've been, who you're talking to. You know that kind of of fervency and and um and 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 I don't know what the other word is, but anyway, they they they're very focused on that man, okay. But God is desiring that that takes place in our heart for Him, that we're not reading the Word, not even because we want to know stuff. We want to read the Word because He told us to. We just love Him so much that. I mean, I just want to know more and more about him. I know that when I when I first got saved, that that was my my passion. I just needed to know him because I didn't know him, and I told him that God, I don't even know why you even showed up, you know, in in my life because I don't even know you. But I wanted to know him, and I devoured that word like crazy. I'm telling you, it was like, you know, I couldn't get up in the morning, start my day without having. Read from read God's word. It became a habit to me, a part of my life, my daily living. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't function without the word of God. And so, but that is a, a supernatural development. That's not even a natural development. That's something that comes from God. He is the one that does this work in us, and therefore, you can depend on God. So you can't depend on Nadine. I, I, I'll, you know, I'll have a list of things to do. Some of them I'll get to, and sometimes I won't. But listen, God says, I hasten to perform my word. He wants to perform his word in us. And you can depend on him to do it. Just follow his instructions. Desire the sincere milk of the word of God, that it comes from a real place of longing and not a place of duty, because there's a difference. There's a difference between longing God's word for God's word and making it a duty to study it every day. They come from two different places. But God, like I said, I'm so glad that he's real. 
I'm so glad that he Amen. felt that. Because, beloved, I'm telling you, we will we will mess it up every time. Every yeah. time. But he is the faithful one. He says when we're unfaithful, he's always faithful. Every time. <laughs> he's the one. Listen, he comes through. Yeah. Okay. I may I may be just befuddled about everything. I don't even you know I can't even you know stop figure out how to go from one place to the next, and all of a sudden here comes the Holy Ghost providing what I need. That's the kind of dependency that we got to learn to have on God. That we depend on Him for everything. That we realize our mm-hmm. bankruptcy, as my my friend Jan always say, you gotta you gotta realize that we're bankrupt. We don't, we don't have nothing to offer Him but our bodies. That's our sacrifice. He just said, if you give me your body, I'll do the rest. If you allow me to use you as a vessel for my Holy Spirit, believe me, I'll work. I'll do some things through you, and that's exactly what He does. He is the one. That does the work. He is the one that does Amen. the transforming. Thank you, Jesus. Minister Nadine, this this is uh, Minister Connie Bird on here, and I've just been enjoying myself listening to the conversation back and forth. And I just wanted to I just wanted to say uh, when when someone said, what does it look like to be ready? And the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Romans 12 and 2, and it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your yes. mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And Those I just are, remember, yes. as you were saying, uh, he's the one that does the transforming. I'll never forget Shortly after I became born again, I was uh, at a church where I had been before for a real nice service. And uh, someone, one of my friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, passed a note all the way from the back. Because, hey, I don't sit in the back no more. I'm on that front as close (laughs) as I can get. And she passed a note all the way up. And different people were tap, tap, tapping. And she said, oh, Lord, Connie Bird done went somewhere and got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I cracked up because it was like she could tell that a transformation had taken place. And I was so hungry for the word. I was so hungry just constantly reading. And I wouldn't put anything Before, if I was reading the word, the telephone rang, I'd keep reading it out loud to whoever was on the end. They got to hear scripture. If I was singing a song, I would answer the phone. I didn't know who it was, and I'd keep singing my song until I would get through. And it was just so, um, so beautiful, so wonderful. And so they, my friends would laugh, those that were, were saved, they would just laugh because they knew I was on my way. They knew, and they wouldn't tell me anything because they knew I was seeking God. I didn't need them to tell me not one thing, and they didn't. They would just laugh because they saw I started uh, apologizing to people, the, the saved ones, that I would curse in front of. One girl told me, she said, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap if you don't stop that. And I said, I'd like to see you try it. You know, oh, boy, did not come, and I was apologizing to people. Nobody told me that this was a part of the process, but they knew. They never said a word to me. They just would laugh. They had the best time watching me come along. And when I started apologizing and crying, oh, my Lord. And so that was just, uh, that brought to my remembrance, uh, what does it look like? to be ready, you know, that's when you're getting ready yeah. and people notice it. Not that you're trying for attention because you don't even know what, what you know, you just yeah. know, oh, I'm so hungry. I just love him and I don't want anything yeah. but him. So I just wanted to yeah. add that, that part to, um, to the conversation, to the discussion. Thank Amen. you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mr. Connie. I really do appreciate your wisdom. Uh, we, we come from the old school and, you know, I remember some people used to make fun, uh, make fun of me because of my uh, fanatical attitude about about God. You know, uh, yes. 
when I first got saved, that's what I was. I was I was a fanatic. I mean, I could not get enough yeah. of him. And so, um, but uh, yeah. but today, in retrospect, I'm so glad of the work that God. See, He says I'm the one that begun this work in you. Yeah, it's a God. Yeah. Do you hear me? Amen. It's a God work, and that's what you and He is faithful to complete He, that's right. He is the one that's doing the work, and so. I told the Lord Amen. when I first found that scripture, I said, Lord, I am so thankful that my salvation don't depend on me. Because if it uh, did, I would yeah. be one lost sister forever, you know, but I'm thanking God for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So let me, me just do it. we down to, to 10 minutes, and we haven't even this time got to, I'm telling you, we haven't even got to the topic of our discussion tonight. But I just wanted to say that um, that uh, that we do want to make certain that there's one thing I want everyone to know, especially as we're talking about uh, the signs of the times and the things that we're seeing happening around us. You know, uh, I- anybody can tell that, that something's going on. Something is happening, uh, and, and I believe with all my heart that God is really uh, sending us a warning signal, uh, if you will, uh, to get our hearts prepared. You know, we've been sleeping and lax on our, uh, on our watch, you know, and on our walk. Uh, we need to put put some pep in our step because uh, things is about to start moving. And uh, I remember the scripture in uh, Matthew 16 when Jesus was uh, 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 talking to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Uh, you know, they wanted to talk to him about miracles, but he dropped that whole subject. He said, "Wait a minute." He said, "Do you know what time it is?" He said, "You you you. Uh, when it's evening, you say." It'll be fair weather for the sky is red, and, and you you know you can tell when it's getting ready to rain. But look at the sky, and and you know it's going to be so. But he said, "Let me tell you, ask you this: How is it that you can't discern the signs of the times? Do you know what time this is? No, they didn't know, and we we don't know because most of us are, are so fixated on our goals in life, our businesses, our four hundred one k. I mean, we're talking about." you know, things on this plane of life. You see, that's where our focus is right now. But you've got to know that the signs are everywhere, that Jesus Christ is soon to return, and he expects those that belong to him to be ready. So we're on the airway sounding this alarm, and and, we, and you won't hear much about it, unfortunately, I've been listening to a lot of the broadcasts, church broadcasts and things, and nobody's really talking about the signs of the times. You know, they're focused on something else, you know, uh, and, you know, that's their prerogative. But, you know, I don't have that, that luxury. You know, God put this burning uh, message in my heart, needing to warn people, get them to tell them they got to get ready because I'm soon to come. And so that's what I'm going to do. Until he tells me something different, when he shows up, I'm going to be doing exactly what he told me to do. And that's warning people, letting them know that all of these ominous signs that you're seeing around the world today is God trying to tell you you need to wake up. But I also wanted to put a disclaimer in there for those people who are sometimes uh, not quite sure, uh, you know, having read so many different prophetic books and, you know, sometimes even reading the book of Revelations can your socks off, but I want you to settle this one thing in your heart. You see, God's words declare to us that he has not appointed us to his wrath. Oh, yes, wrath is coming upon the world, beloved. Sin has come up before his nostrils. All the babies has been aborted. All the transsexual relationships that he does not desire that we engage in. All those who have shaken their fists at him and telling him, no, we won't yield to coronavirus. We don't care about that virus. We need to make our money. All of these things are happening. And believe me, God warned about it. But he also told us this. And I'm reading from First Thessalonians. I'm going to start reading at verse 5. First Thessalonians, the first chapter. It says, but of the times and seasons, brethren, You don't have any need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. And one of the, uh, I think it was Luke, 
primarily wrote this same message, talking about this thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them, and travail as a woman with a child. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. And that day won't take you as a thief, because you are children of God. You're children of God. We're children of light, children of the day. And we're not of the night, nor are we children of the darkness. You want to get ready? Wake up. Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Put those three items. Don't sleep, watch, and be sober. These are things that God wants us to to, to do to ready ourselves to make sure that we're not sleeping when Jesus shows up. For they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Okay? And that soberness is not just uh, relegated to alcohol and drinking. You need to be sober-minded. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You need to think with, uh, with sober intentions as the word relates to what it is that's going on in this world today that you don't need to be frivolous in your faith. You've got to be firm in your faith. You've got to stand firm in what, you have, what you've learned up until this point. It says you've got to put on the breastplate of faith and love. And we'll later learn that Scripture told us, told, tells us that in our day, the love, because wickedness is going to abound and get greater and greater, the love of most people is going to wax cold. Mm. Do you hear me? There's not going to be love in this world. The only place you're going to find love is among God's people. Because this world now, I, I, someone, um, I read an article the other day from a gentleman. Obviously, this man is so frustrated with life, he's so angry that he's promoting hate. I mean, he, he, there's no way that he can know Jesus Christ. But this is the way he feels. This is the way people are fed up. They're frustrated. They don't even, you know, they don't know who to trust. They don't know what to believe. And they're running all over the place. They don't have any compass. They don't have any foundation for their souls. That's why they, they don't understand. But those of us that know, we need to tell those that don't know. We have the answer. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. So he says, let us not sleep as they do. For they that sleep in the night, they that be drunken, are drunk in the night. But let us be sober. Put on that breastplate of faith and love. You're going to need faith. And, beloved, you're going to have to walk in love. You're going to have to love your enemy. And you're going to have some. Because, believe me, the world is not going to want to hear this gospel. And for many of us, we're going to get locked up for charity. And you know the story with all of the martyrs that have already gone on before us who were killed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then it says, for the helmet, you put on the hope of salvation. In other words, let it be a solid understanding in your heart and in your mind that you are saved. You can't be wishy-washy on that. You understand what I'm saying? If If you're having doubt about your own salvation, that's a problem. You've got to realize that once you gave your life to Jesus Christ and you succumbed, submitted to him as the Lord of your life, he now has become your salvation. Amen. He's the one that's going to get you into the kingdom. Yeah. Not your work. Okay? Just like that thief on the cross, that man didn't have a chance to do nothing after he realized who Jesus was. He didn't have no chance. But once he recognized who Jesus was, Jesus said, today you'll be with me. Amen. Thank you. You see? So don't be caught up into the, the, the works and all those other kinds of things. And we're down to the last 10 seconds and we can't go we'll on. But please come week. back next week and we will uh, continue on this. Father, I thank you for what thank you've allowed us to share today. I pray that you would watch over these ladies, Lord God, and those who are listening on this broadcast. Cover them, keep them, lead them, Father God, guide them, and by all means, Pour out of your Holy Spirit upon them, Lord, in great measure. Father God, fill us with oil so that when the Lord comes, Lord God, our lamps will be lit. 
And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. I can't wait to Thank you all so much for joining us. We've got 10 seconds. Liz, you want to close this out? You, did you have something to see say? Next week, I can't wait to see and hear everybody and to continue this uh, spirited conversation. Praise God. Have a good Thank week. you all for visiting us also on Facebook. We'll see you all next week, next Tuesday, 7 o'clock p.m. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye.